Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Duggies is confident, but they see the one we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this man, we just running it. As long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Everybody and welcome to 48 Minutes, episode 42. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, and we've got a this is a this is a somber episode for us. We we are in just a myriad of moods between the three of us. One of us representing, uh, I think, the the more morose macabre sense of, of the NBA fandom right now is the mayor of Carl Anthony Town, Tim Daniel. Fuck. I couldn't have said it better myself. And joining us, rounding out this this trio of trio of emotions, is uh, Captain Ambivalent, uh, Sean Mackey. How's it going, guys? Hey, well, that's not really ambivalent, but you know, it's all good. Hey, well, you know, you're gonna call me yeah. something. I'm just gonna, you know, you're gonna roll with it. You're, I'm gonna, you're I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> you're just you're just a bunch of fucking spring daisies, aren't you? That's what I am. Spring Dang. daisies. You're feeling it. How how have you guys been? Uh, non NBA stuff, with, notwithstanding, you know, like just like in in the realm of of the world. How how are you all? Good man. <laughs> that was convincing. Yeah, I liked you know, it. That if was, we're yeah. not talking sports, um, if we're not talking basketball, I should say. Well, the Reds have had a very good West Coast road trip for the first time, I think, in my life. <laughs> um, so I'll take it, even though they're having sweep, a bad baby. year. Sweep, baby. Sweep. <laughs> sweep. Swept the Dodgers. Uh, they the, defending the, the defending National League champions. Yeah, they swept the defending National League champs. The Dodgers are kind of a mess right now, though. You know. Oh yeah, their offense is awful. Like but, Kershaw's you know, out. Kenta Maeda has not been that great. But the Reds just went on a stretch where they won twelve of twenty-two games, and they're now fifteen and thirty. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll are take they, it. Have they won seven in a row or six of their last eight? They like, just lost. Two to the Giants, but they won today. So okay. they are now, they're now actually five of the last seven. Yeah, so they are, that's the first West Coast winning road trip probably since they were in pennant races. Okay, so you know that's good. Um, yeah. Deadpool comes out this weekend. You know, yeah. so that's cool. And, yeah. you get, movie, and you get to use your movie pass. I was gonna say shout out to movie pass. Oh, yeah. oh. I've I've yet to I've yet to dive in on onto Movie Pass and it's, gambling is free now, Alex. Gambling is well, legal it's, 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 federally. Federally, it's still a states' rights issue. You know, mm-hmm. like the states have to vote on it individually. But I, I think whether it's going to you know I mean we'll we'll get into this I'm sure. But whether it's you know going to be Vegas everywhere where it's just going to be hookers on the streets and dice <laughs> dice down the alley, you know I I don't know. But I I could see like. I don't know a freewheeling state like a like a Colorado, being cool with it, you know, like just blaze it up and then you know raise the stakes, the old blazing race, they'll call it. You very know? nice, very nice. I Thank you. That's my fancy basketball team name next year. Blazing race. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Uh, oh man, I hope so. I'd love to see that. That 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 would be worth the price of admission, my friends. Well, it's not like anyone in our league pays anyway, so. Uh, I, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get you. I'll get you. Well, well I got you in basketball. So. I, owe you, I owe you. I owe you for baseball. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want like where's my money or anything. But this is forty eight <laughs> minutes, and it does come to you each. 
and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and various other podcast services around the globe. If you like what you hear, go to 48minutesnetwork.com where you can get caught up on all sorts of other things with the written word. But if you want to keep your eyeballs separate from your earballs, you can subscribe to us on the podcast service of your choice. But more specifically, if you are one of the lovely, lovely Apple Podcast or iTunes users and you want to support us, the best thing you can do is click the five stars that are available for you to rate us upon. Write us a very handsome, beguiling review full of moxie and suave and debonair and uh, helps us out, you know? It, it does the thing. The, the proverbial die, I think, has been cast as we've been doing this show for, for two years, but still, every little bit helps. And as I always say, it doesn't cost you anything but a couple minutes of your time and a handful of, of mouse clicks or finger tappity taps if you're doing it from your mobile device. Oh, okay. So, lots to unpack here. The most, the most breaking of news, uh, if, if we're, if we're going to go with the alliteration, some breaking butts, Boldenholzer. Breaking Bucks, Bolden, Boldenhole, Cornholer. Uh, San Diegans. San Diegans. Uh, so the old uh, Milwaukee Bucks have found themselves their man. Mm-hmm. And and Mr. Mike Boldenhole, Bolden, Bolden, how? They could how, have done worse. They yeah, done I mean, worse. For, former coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, former yeah. coach of the Hawks. <laughs> I mean, if you and if you and if you have the opportunity to come in and, and coach one of the probably a top five player in the NBA right now, and Malcolm Brogdon, and Malcolm Brogdon, yes, yes, and Chris Middleton. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just wanted to discount Giannis just because I love him. And... <laughs> uh, thanks, that's good. Uh, well, no, no, I, I love Giannis, but I, I think that when you talk Milwaukee, all the talk is on Giannis, you know, and I think partially it's because if you buy his jersey or. A shirt, a jersey shirt, the jersey. His name's running shoulder blade to shoulder blade on you, and that's just cool. But the Bucks have a good core. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They they've got and for, Tony Snell. Uh, Jesus, but you know, uh, it, it's it's a thing where I think in the East there it's it's a manageable core that I think that there is some minutia of like untapped potential in there. I, I think Giannis is going to excel. I think Brogdon's probably going to peter off here soon and, and kind of find his plateau. And I think Middleton, what you're going to get out of Middleton is what you're going to get. But I know we I know we dog the Hawks a lot, but I don't know of a more mid to late 2000s Atlanta Hawks roster than what the Bucks have currently. I'd agree with that. Um, and one, you know, also, Budenholzer's a pretty damn good coach. Like, mm-hmm. I know the Hawks had a rough year last year, but that was the start of the tank job, and I think that was part of the reason that they had uh, quote-unquote mutual agreements to go their separate ways. I honestly think it was Budenholzer just being like, nah, I'm out. Well, there was one of those unconfirmed sources or reliable sources reports that was uh, in an unnamed organization that an unnamed coach and an unnamed GM and member of ownership butted heads because uh, the team started winning a couple of games, and the the owner and the owner of the GM I forget pulled said coach aside and was like, "What are you doing? Why are you winning these games?" And pretty much everybody speculated that it was Budenholzer and uh, Hawks management. Well, they have the lady from Twister as their owner, didn't you know? Helen no? Hunt. 
You didn't know? I didn't either. Yeah, I was I was shocked when I saw that last night because I I read off the name and I was like like the actress, <laughs> and then and then I was like, the chick from from the Lost Boys, the the, the female lead from the Lost Boys owns the Hawks That's and wild. the Milwaukee it's Brewers. Crazy. She likes her H's. <laughs> you know? I'm just I was just I was just I was just baffled by that, but and I and she was representing the team. I was like, what is going on here? So yeah, Two Chains is also a minority owner of the Hawks. So Two Chains is also I think part Gucci, of that. I think Gucci Mane is as well. Is is huh? So this one is of like, these is this not is like, like the a other. really. This is like a really strange like <laughs> I like C list Justice League of Nets owners. <laughs> Yeah, it's... you know it's like well we got Jay Z and Mikel Prokhorov, and then over here we've got Helen Hunt and Two Chains <laughs> and Gucci Mane. Don't forget about him, Alex. I, I did already. <laughs> A lot of people did. And next thing you know, you're gonna be like, and uh, Lil Dicky and Nelly have invested. <laughs> it's like, oh no, Nelly's just trying to bring back the St. Louis sounds. Aww. So I mean. Yeah, not not a bad move by the Bucks. Would have no. props to them for for you know interviewing Becky Hammond. Whether is you know as, as we saw in the Pau Gasol Players Tribune article, it was more than just a PR move or more than just like a good faith kind of thing. Uh, at least to me, I, I just think you know a a series of chips fell where the available talent pool. I, I think sometimes you have to go with a known quantity. Especially when you've got, as much as I would have loved to have seen uh, mm-hmm. Hammond coach Giannis. I think it's probably going to be next year that she gets a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if like Tyron Lue, I know this is getting to later, just decides like to actually not like play defense anymore. Maybe we can have Becky Hammond come take that job. I know we'll get to it later. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. I know you're, you're, you're raring to go. You're bursting out of your skin. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you turn up the volume on on this episode, you may be able to hear Tim's heart beat out of his chest as we uh, slowly anticipate a Cavs topic. It's getting uh, there. It's getting there. Yeah, we'll we'll do a playoff recap here in a second. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hope you know, Coach Boonholzer finds finds a nice home in Milwaukee. Uh, I, I I'm I'm excited they're opening a new arena. As it was once so aptly described at the Bradley Center, it looks like they finished it. And realized they didn't put any windows in it, and so they built an expansion that was all windows. So, <laughs> one of the ugliest arenas in the NBA, and I'm sorry, you can at me if you please, but I'm just going to send you photos of your arena. <laughs> so, now with and this hashtag move... hashtag Alex was right. Now with this move, the real question is, like, what middle school is Joe Prenti going to go be a guidance counselor at now? <laughs> it. Uh... Because did anyone know his name before they watched the Bucks playoff game? Went, oh, right. I don't. I'm interested in what the Hawks are going to do going forward. Because you, we were talking outside the uh, during the lottery that like uh, Schroeder kind of probably is like rumored to want out. Mm-hmm. And there's no rumor. He has said mm. in an interview. Mm. Okay. Okay. Where, where does know, someone like like, like where, what the, what's the market for him? Pacers. Cleveland. Oh. Okay, yeah, you were close, Tim. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I could see, like... Someone... Actually, he said the Bucks are on his list. Yeah, I could see, like... I don't I don't hate that. No, no. I, could, and I could see, like, someone like the Magic 
making a push for it. <laughs> no, Alex. Don't no. 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 Come on. No. Well, they draft Trey Young in a couple weeks and his career's over before it starts. Ah. By, by the way, uh, uh, Pat Williams' uh, penny doll didn't bring him much luck. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we've... I'm like, for, the first thing I thought when I saw him, I was like, God, he looks old. <laughs> he looks <laughs> awful. But, but he, just going, well, we've been taking little Penny around all the places we've been going and taking pictures of him, and he's our lucky Penny. And I'm like, oh, my God. We I found feel so him face up in the sewer, and I find a Penny, <laughs> pick it up, you know. I'm find a Penny, pick it up, and one day friend Vasquez might suit up for your fucking team, you idiot. <laughs> Always, always have to bring that up, don't you? <laughs> I always will. You, you, you just can't let that one go. But you know, maybe like you know, he made history in the past. Maybe he could be like Kobe Altman and like actually get good players. You never know. I mean, I, that, and, uh, I'm such a proponent for wanting all 30 teams to do well, but we're not in a market that is conducive for that. And some teams have to suffer, and I think some teams suffer by choice. And the Orlando Magic happened to be one of them. Like, in no universe do you trade Serge Ibaka for Bismarck Biombo only to trade Bismarck Biombo for Serge Ibaka, or vice versa. <laughs> it's just, what do you... Or did you trade... Terrence Ross. Or you trade Oladipo, and then you trade the players that you got for Oladipo. You take those players, and you trade them back for the guy that you had that you traded initially for. It's just like... Yeah, I, it's... And then you're going to lose Aaron Gordon to the Knicks. Probably. I, I think I think they're dodging a bullet on that one. I, I well, I think Orlando is is hamstrung in a way. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a certain they 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 like Sacramento. I w- I would call Orlando the kings the the kings of the East, and I mean that as a pejorative, but like. <laughs> It's they they have built themselves a roster that has just like it doesn't make sense. Well, that's because you had you know a thirty four year old who had never been in charge of anything besides probably a lemonade stand run run the business for like six years. Oh, that's true. Then you just draw all your free agent targets on a whiteboard and take a photo of it and then tweet it out. <laughs> never forget. Oh man. <laughs> No. I, for, I forgot though. I Mm-mm. totally forgot about that. That's Miritich circled twice with an underline. <laughs> no, that was just a scouting report. Sure. Or you know you're gonna like draft your rookie out of Florida State and let him wear the most illustrious number in your franchise's history, and you have two of the best guards talent wise of all time. But you're gonna let some other guy wear it. That's cool too, Orlando. Way to go with that. They're they're confused and they'll they'll figure it out. I mean this this whole game is cyclical, but. On the topic of building rosters, let's 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 just go ahead and let's let's move to the lottery here. So, yeah, the lucky winners uh, of the DeAndre Ayton race, uh, or they, maybe not. So, so here's the thing, and that, that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. So, pretty much, we have been saying here at 48 minutes that that DeAndre Ayton is borderline and arguably the number one pick in this yes. draft. However. The the rumor dam is starting to break a little bit, and there's talks that Phoenix is gearing up for a max deal offer for Clint Capella. This Ooh, I have season. heard that. 
See, that, so, see, that's a good juicy rumor that I haven't heard, Alex. Good job. Thanks. It's <laughs> But the thing is... Is this LeBrumer Mill, DeAndre Ayton style? Well, it's it's to me is if you're gearing up for a max offer to Clint Capella, why would you draft DeAndre Ayton? Yeah, I, I like what, where would that, where would that Where would that take you? And I think, do you draft him with intents to trade him? Like, if that deal doesn't work, you know, because I think Capella is going to is going to be sniffing green this off season as much for as I would sure. lo- as much as I would love for him to stay in Houston. The man has earned money, has earned whatever payday he gets. And I, I mean, he would be a very, very, very great upgrade over Tyson Chandler. Uh, I think him and Booker. And then, I mean, there's good talent at other positions of need for Phoenix. So let hypothetically, you know, you could, fill in other needs and chase a free a possible free agent ghost of sorts, which then frees Houston up for LeBrumer Mill stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think the the number one pick is solely in the bag like we've been like we've been saying. Well that's because the bag for DeAndre Drayton was dropped for a hundred thousand dollars. I just is that is that a Sean Miller joke? Oh, you damn well know it's a Sean Miller joke. <laughs> I thought so. I just, I mean, but like, it's it's one of those things too where it's like, he won't have to leave Arizona, you know, and there's like that little like feel good story there, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I am less convinced that, I, I am very convinced that this is maybe a, a eight to 10 man deep roster of, of draft talent. Uh, I think there'll be some nuggets more towards the bottom, you know, around the 14th pick. Damn it! You beat me to it! But... You beat uh, me to it like you were Terry Rozier at the rim. But uh, I don't know what that noise was. But it's... I don't know. I I could see, you know, Luka Doncic... Well... Going number one. Well, because... Igor Kokoskov Mm -hmm. is one of Luka's coaches from overseas. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's there's a- there's there's also some some rumors of them deliberately trying to to hold the pick over over Vladi's head because they know Vladi is going to want um, um, Donkic too. So isn't that the most Vladi pick ever? It is, but I, you know what? I don't think you're going to be disappointed with DeAndre Ayton following to the number two pick. But then you have to move Cauley Stein. Who cares? Oh no! Right. Oh, no, I, I know. But send they, him to Orlando. But, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying though is, this <laughs> they'll just, trade him back to you in two years. This just get him back. This perpetuates Sacramento's weird mistakes because then if you go Don Kick, you've got or Don, Don Yeah, you've got to figure out what do you do with Buddy High Healed? Does he come off the bench? You know, like or do you put Don Kick as a small three? Like it's. Well, Don Kick's a point guard, so I, he can play see, one through three. I've always seen yeah. him listed as a two. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm, I'm looking at the ringer right now, and he's listed as point guard, six okay. foot eight. So I am it here. Says, it says ma- main selling point playmaking. So mm. you know, and we're in, we're at a time where Ben Simmons, no matter which video game he's on, is listed as a small forward, but he's a point guard. Right. I am. I am all here for a Luka Doncic, De'Aaron Fox backcourt. Sign me up. Sure. We we could. They could do it. They could do it. Yeah, but then you, you know you've got this wrinkle in like. If you're Atlanta at the three, do you go Melvin Begley? Do you go... 100%. Uh, the dude from Michigan State. 
Jaron Jackson? Yeah. Jaron. I would take Marvin Bagley over him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think Bagley's just a much more... Bagley is, and I, you know, like, he's not position-wise, but I think he's the Jason Tatum of this draft where mm-hmm. he's the guy that's most ready. Yeah. To play, I agree, to play with, in the I agree NBA. with that. I yeah. that. I he think put up he would... some great stats this last year. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. He went on hair early. Him yes. and Collins would be such a good front court in Atlanta. Like, that would just be so good to build your team around with well, then, whoever your coach is going to be. And then if you look at Sacramento, they've got Harry Giles, like, kind of lying in wait because they sat him this whole year. Best free draft, best redshirt draft pick in a long time. Harry yeah, Giles is going to be a very good role player in this league. Yeah, and but I mean, if if everything in his body holds up, because right, all true, this, this this guy was. I remember when he was he was slated to be the number one pick like years ago when he was in high school, and and you hear so much about him, and every year he was hurt, so it was like we never really got to see anything. So I I do hope that we finally get to see him at some point. But I now I I'd gone through some of these these t- higher teams like draft histories, mainly like Phoenix and, and Sacramento and stuff like that, and you see where like certain picks kind of like were used like in the sure it could have been a weaker draft but you see like how like dragon bender hasn't panned out for phoenix or how like nick stauskas hasn't really like been worth the number seven pick and it's it's such a high risk like low reward payoff sometimes i feel like and like i said that kind of leads back into these teams just hamstringing themselves on these risky draft picks you know not everybody can dump anthony bennett after drafting him number one sure it's the one thing I will say is I love the idea of Bamba in Dallas. I do too, actually. That was kind of like my ideal. And I think um, Ryan Blackburn, one of our guys, shouts out to Ryan. Friend of the show. Friend of the, friend of the program. <laughs> he had put together a like really, really good deal for the, the – if they traded up to seven and traded back – when the Bulls traded back to 14, where the Denver Nuggets get the seventh pick the and Bulls the Bulls – <laughs> No, the Bulls would get the 14th pick, which they could be Jacob Evans from UC, who's a really good defender. I like Jacob Evans a lot, um, not just because he's from our town. Trey Lyles and Malik Beasley. And for the Bulls team that's trying to build a bench, I don't mind that. But if they want to stay at 7 and draft Mikel Bridges, please do, because I would love that situation. You guys know I'm more draft freshman. But I'm all for taking Mikel in this situation, even though he's going to be, even though he's a junior. I know you're a Bridges dude. I'm kind of in the more common man Michael Porter camp. I worry about Michael Porter only because of the back injury. Right. I just, I think, I mean, he's made it pretty clear. High, high upside, though. He's made, Unbelievable he's made it high upside. very, very clear on various social medias that he wants to be in Chicago. Yes, yes, he has. Yes, he has. But my worry with him in that case is not necessarily him. I think he'd be great in Chicago. I think Fred Hoiberg actually did some really good things last year with a, with a young team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My worry with Michael Porter is, are you preparing for the end of Zach Levine? I think the idea would be Dunn, Levine, Porter, Markinen, five guy that you maybe pick up with the 22 pick. Um, if they take Katie Bates D up at 22, I will be the happiest human being alive. Well, they won't. I know. (laughs) (laughs) They don't ever do what you want them to do, Tim. No, they don't. We really wanted them to draft Juan Blair, and that worked out when they didn't and got Taj instead. Yeah, we wanted Malik Monk this last draft. Well, Sean and I did. Yeah, Yeah. it made sense. 
and and they and they did a good job. They lucked out this season. They lucked out. Let's not give them any credit. We've promised I, not to do right. that. They lucked out. They lucked out. I put my blood in your mouth to make sure that that pact stayed true. So let's. <laughs> so, uh, there's just and I mean like Philly is going to be sitting pretty going into the lottery, even though it's kind of like a a low end lottery pick, but they're right there, and with their late first round or two. Uh, and then, uh, you've got Cleveland. Yeah. So. Can they a get co- a guy that can defend the perimeter so Terry Rozier doesn't get a wide open three? Well, that, that, that depends if Rozier's there next year, you know? He could be in Cleveland. Yeah, there's a lot he of could. things that could be in Cleveland. And one of them, I would think, isn't Tyrone Liu. <laughs> or Jeff Green with his minus 15. I mean, are, are, so do we do we want to recap hey, these conference hey, finals? Hey, not don't, yet, don't, not yet. Don't don't throw Jeff Green under the bus just yet. He's he's had some solid games when other people have been absolutely freaking terrible this year. This year, but in in the playoffs when it's what have you done for me lately? Well, I know, I know, but you know he's he's old. He he was medically not cleared to play basketball for like a year and a half. Give him a break. So sure, like, but. Well, let's let's just start okay. west. Let's start west. Okay. okay. We'll start in the Western Conference because, as as Sean so bravely predicted, Warriors and Fouriers, <laughs> and I I have been saying Rockets and five in the finals all season long. I got a tweet from old friend of the show Travis Tubasing, uh, host of Sub the Rest- host of the Wrestle, Wrestle Special. Uh, so check that out if you want a pro wrestling variety show. That is also on various podcast services. Uh, he asked me after game one, after the the thirteen-point throttling that uh, the Warriors gave them, if I was ready to change my mind on Houston already. First off, yeah, you you don't know me if you think I'm changing my mind after one game. That's not what I do. I change my mind like one year later when I'm like. <laughs> Well, as I've said, when you're right 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time, right? So, <laughs> but Jesus, that was, and my, my reply was, it's one game, but also as I feel like the person who's been captaining this ship, if it is truly sinking, it's my duty to go down with her. And then I tweeted the violin player from Titanic. Of course. Of course. But. I did see that. It's, they looked, they came out hot. Like, they came out looking like they were ready to run them off the court, but the Warriors doing the Warriors things, readjusting. And I, I was talking to a, a friend at work about this, where he asked me what the Rockets needed to do to win the rest of the series. And I said, the league, the most successful teams in the league have three star players. Even in Boston's aspect where two of them are benched for injuries. But you've got, like, some combination with Curry, Thompson, Durant, or Curry, Durant, Green, or Curry, Thompson, Green. One of, like, three of them, three of the four of them will always show up. With Houston, it's Paul Harden and Capella, who is great. He is a great center and one of the best centers in the NBA, but... Paul Harden and Compella do not make up a tangible combo that could take down the the rotating door of talent that that Golden State has in my mind. 
And I think what it's going to take is Luke Richard Mbamute to step up. It's going to take Gerald Green to step up. Like, the remaining Rockets are going to all have to play as one combined, like, Kevin Durant-Voltron. If they're going to pull this off. I still think they can. It's just going to require a lot more consistency. So I'm... To answer anyone's question of whether or not I've given up on the Rockets, it, it is no. It's a staunch no. And... That that's where I'm at. How are you guys feeling? Western Conference Finals after Game One. I feel like Sean was right already, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to feel right. Well, don't. I don't even. But 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 I don't know, man. Uh, Kevin Durant just came out like a man possessed. Mm-hmm. He could not miss. He was taking fadeaway shots that he sh- had no business making, and, and just just like LeBron was last night, Tim. So. I I don't know what to think. Uh, like you said, the Warriors readjusted after after the Rockets came out kind of hard hitting in the beginning, and after like they kind of you know held their own for a little while, they started to kind of pull away. And I don't know to be able to walk into that environment and just silence that the way they did was impressive. Yeah. Well, you got to think too. What also is impressive about that game. And you remember I kind of made the point, I think it was about a couple weeks back. I don't know if it was here or on Garbage Time, which is also on this RSS feed, so you can listen to it on on Monday mornings. Um, I think I made the point of the the Warriors don't need everybody to click to be good because they are so lopsided in talent. So in that game, Steph had 1-3. I mean, that's, you know, they won 3 going against a team that had home court advantage where the guy who's going to win the MVP this year scored 41 points, and they still won by 13 points. Right. That's crazy. So everything the Cavaliers are not in the third quarter, the Warriors are in the third quarter. Like how we always, I always talk, like when I'm texting you guys during Cavs games, and I always say the third quarter Cavs strike again. Every <laughs> well, that, game, I know. But the thing is, is that was something that was a problem with the uh, the three, the three Heat guys. You know, when I called him the three because that was their the nickname. Heatles, the Heatles. Thank you, the three Alex. God damn it. But, <laughs> The, the three musketeers of Miami? Sure. Anything is better than the three. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a shitty wrestling stable. I think it was. No, oh that was... that was uh, Three count, sorry. Three count, yeah. That was the, that was the boy band with her, with uh, Shane Helms. And uh, Shannon Moore, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and someone else. That guy. Uh, and the Take rest... It was not Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott was in like a three count run in WCW. Oh no! Yeah, that uh, was a thing. Oh um, my but, god! But yeah, like the Warriors are just so awesome and really good at basketball, and it's not fun. <laughs> but that just hurts you to say it. Oh my were... god, it hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, they're just great. <laughs> It's so, you know, and like... They're wonderful. They are, dude. They're so good. And it's just like, KD made things so unfair when he went there. Not in a bad way, because I don't really care he went there. He just made them so unfair. Yeah. It's ridiculous, because you can, like, X and O them all you want, but it doesn't matter. At some points when, like... I really liked how the Rockets were switching on defense. I thought that was really good, and it was really impressive, and they were really doing a great job with, like, moving Capella over to guard Durant when he got in the got in the paint. And they really got under Draymond's skin. We got a technical foul, like, a minute and a half into the game when he punched James Harden and somehow did not get ejected. 
Right. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I don't know how Draymond gets away with so much shit. He's so fucking annoying. But, <laughs> um... Tell us how you really feel. I'm sure he will. Yeah. <laughs> but they're... they're a, and Draymond will appreciate me cussing at him. I promise you this. If he ever heard yeah. this show, which he won't. He's too busy sending pictures on Snapchat. So, um... <laughs> oh, the old Draymond dangle. Yeah. But he, they're just so... Everything they do, like, is, like, a puzzle piece that just comes together. And even in this game where they didn't even play a lot of their bench. Because my worry with them has always been, well, if they get in foul trouble and they got to go to their bench, their bench isn't what it used to be. Sean mm-hmm. Livingston's not what he used to be. Nick Young is, you know, had, had a good game. And David West is not, <laughs> David West is not, you know, Indiana Pacers, New Orleans Hornets, David West anymore. No, but, I mean, okay. Still formidable. Yes. I was going to say, David West has a role to play, knows his role to play, and I still think has the capabilities to fuck somebody up. And went to a great college, like an, a right. wonderful one. I just I just want to say to everyone in my freshman year of high school that laughed at me when I said David West was the fifth best player in the 2003 draft and would have it would last longer than most everyone else in that draft. Everyone gave me a bunch of shit for it, but it's true. Yeah, because the only people that have really outlasted him are the other four, the four guys ahead of him. And I don't know. I think well, right not now. Darko. Well, no, I mean talent-wise. Oh. The four guys ahead of him. Yeah. Kyle Korver was in that draft too, but. Yeah, because I mean, I, I said if I had formed my top five, it would have been LeBron, Mello, Wade, Bosch, Heinrich, West. Yeah. Would have been, been my top six. My top, yeah, Korver would be my seventh. Okay. Yeah, that's a good draft class, man. That is. This one's pretty damn good, too, that we just had. Yeah. I just missed David West in New Orleans. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. So that's 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 the West. We got I still expect the Rockets to get a game or two. I just... I, 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 I'm excited for game two because I think the Warrior, the Warriors, you know what to expect. You just don't know how to stop it. You know, it's like a like an earthquake, or or the movie Volcano. Mm-hmm. Much just... better than Dante's Peak. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> I still love in Dante's Peak where they're like, oh, "Look!" and like the volcanoes erupted, but it's just a still light or it's a still painting of a volcano, yeah. and the smoke's oh, not moving. And then I the think... and then they're like, <gasps> like ten minutes later, like, oh, and they point to the volcano. And it's the same painting of the volcano, except the smoke <laughs> has now moved to a perfect ninety degree angle. <laughs> See, everybody always says Dante's Peak is a better film, and I'm like, the special effects in Volcano were fantastic compared to that film. And so, but we'll, we'll, we'll move to the east in a second here, sure. but just on, on the topic of things erupting. Volcano being the calves? Yeah, I get yeah. that. So the, the thing with Dante's Peak, right, is Dante's Peak, I think, had more memorable moments in terms of, like, the grandma pushing the boat through the acid rain. You had your your... You had your destruction movie generic asshole that like charged the people to ride on the helicopter and then immediately crashed it. Like, of course. You had all of the disaster movie tropes, like all those boxes ticked. The problem with Volcano, and and this is through nobody's fault but the writers, is the fact <laughs> that they're like deus ex machina of stopping the lava. Is like, what if we put blocks in front of it? Well, my favorite part, the, the best part of the movie is Tommy Lee Jones is in a building that gets blown up. 
and then he just crawls out of the concrete with his daughter at the end. And I'm like, I remember watching that with my dad and him looking at me going, well, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> it, it's it's like in the same thing with like War of the Worlds where you obviously Tom see Tom Cruise's son get killed. And then at the oh, end, yeah. he's there. And then he just, yeah, he's just, at their, he comes out of their house at the end. Like, what? It's like, what test screening did this fail at where they're like, oh, just put the fucking kid back in it. Or it's like, you know, Rocky Four when he goes to Russia and his son's six years old and he comes back and he's 15. God, dude, I could do so much with that Rocky timeline. Rocky, <laughs> Rocky, Rocky Five is like a ridiculous fever dream that the Insane Clown Posse wrote. Do you remember when we had our idea for our dr- like our drunken podcast where we would just drink beer and get really hammered and just review the Rocky movies? I would still do that. Same. I would still 100% yep. do that. Yeah. Specifically the- specifically Rocky Four and how he single-handedly stopped the Cold War in a boxing match. Yep. <laughs> By the way, in case you guys were wondering, the NBA is releasing the awards like uh, cat- like uh, nominees for all- everything this year. And Dwayne Casey is in the NBA Coach of the Year nomination. <laughs> That award is cursed. If you win Coach of the Year, you're almost locked to be fired within two more years. Yep. Always. It is insane. That That is yep. the monkey's paw of the NBA. Unless you're Steve Kerr. Ooh. Or, or Popovich. Defensive yeah. player of the year is Gobert and Beat or Anthony Davis. I so like Gobert. that. It's yeah. Gobert. It's Gobert. It's Gobert. Six, six man of the year is between Gordon, Lou Will, and Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Lou Will. Obviously, most improved pair is Oladipo, but Capella and Dinwiddie are in there also. Yeah. So, yes. Let's talk about a team that's not listed here, Alex. A team that Larry Nance Jr. can't get any fucking minutes for. So, wait. I just want to... Not not to poke the bear, but I'm going to poke the bear here. How? So, Cleveland, right? They reset their roster partway through the season in about seven minutes. Like, they just gave the... They gave the controller to the to the GM's son and he's like, I don't know, figure out the trades. You know, and, and in a two K way they just blew up the whole team, right? Mm-hmm. They they traded players like Dwayne Wade and, and players like Rose and stuff like that to, to free up not only to, to bring in some youth like in your Nance Juniors, but uh to get more playing time for your C D Osmonds mm-hmm. who who I think got a DN, DNP uh coach decision. Last yeah, night right. or two nights ago, so or last night. So, what the fuck's going on, man? How you feeling? <laughs> How am I feeling, Alex? How am I feeling about this? Well, let's start with why doesn't Larry Nance Jr. play more? Let's start there. I don't know. You know, his like three minutes he played last night, he at least had the balls to fight somebody and get go for a ball. That was cool. What the rest of the team do? Nothing. That's awesome. How about when they decide, I'm going to go with Tristan Thompson to be in the starting lineup? I'm actually really cool with that. I don't mind that move at all because that means you got to put slow Aaron Baines on the floor. But why is it when you do that and you move around your starting lineup, why doesn't your most consistent shooter start on the team? No, you go with J.R. Smith, who was O of like 28,000 again last night and just shoved a guy. That was the only thing he's memorized for. And, you know, Celtic fans chanting F-U-J-R in the garden. That was actually kind of funny. I dug that. Um... How about when the best player in the world is god-awful from the free-throw line and has six turnovers because, I don't know, when you are losing games the way you are, do you really need to make free-throws, Alex? Do you need to make (laughs) free-throws? I don't think you do, apparently, if you're the frickin' Cleveland Cavaliers because why would you make free-throws, especially when you can just, I don't know, shoot 10 of 17 from the line 
And the best player in the world shoots 5 of 10. Yes, folks, you just heard me criticize LeBron James on our show. I did it. I don't even care. I, I, I would like to say that I've always been critical of LeBron James' inability to shoot free throws consistently. Especially when his, like, he said his goal this year was to shoot 80% from the line. That didn't happen. When you're 0 for 7 to start off, you know. God. It doesn't help. No, it doesn't. How about this whole, what the what more does LeBron need conversation? We need to end that shit now. That shit's got to end. All right, we need to stop doing this. When you're front, right now, right now, okay. when your front court scores combined three points, has combined five rebounds, has two assists, and shoots a total of one for eleven. Yeah, what more does LeBron James need? A point guard. Hey, Kyrie, they miss you over there. So, what team actually misses Kyrie Irving more in this series? Honestly, honestly. How about, <laughs> once again, the Cleveland Cavaliers just have a really disastrous end of the half where they have two quick turnovers and they have a seven-point lead, and now the Celtics cut it down, and then they have a 36-point third quarter they give up. How about that, guys? Wasn't that sound like Ty loose Cleveland Cavaliers with his floor-shrinking lineup that's supposed to make their defense better and make things easier for them? How about the end of the fourth quarter when they're down six to start the quarter, and LeBron and Kevin Love are on the bench? Does that make sense? I, I didn't understand that at all. No! It doesn't make sense. And how about this? Just so I could be nice and give some props freaking somewhere. Brad Stevens, you're a wizard. You're a phenomenal coach. And Jason Tatum is better than Paul Pierce. Don't at me. What? I'm sorry, what, yep. was, what was that last piece? Yeah. Tim, Tim's lost it. He's obviously, he's obviously went off the deep end. Nope. At this point in their career, I would totally take Jason, Jason Tatum. And I think Jason Tatum's career projection would be better than Paul Pierce's. Hot takes. Dang. Scalding hot takes. That is, yeah, it's white hot. Oh, and for the record, Laurel. <laughs> yeah, that sparked, that, that happened at, at work today as well. That debate. Oh, by the way, Tyloo sucks. He's a terrible Oh, guy. yeah, I yeah. I, I've been saying that since he took the helm uh, after David Black got fired and the Bulls beat them by like 27. Yeah, Ty Lue is not a good coach. Ty, Ty Lue is a Ty Fluke. Dude, like... He was, wearing a, he was wearing a Cavs hoodie after the game, and I was like, is he still playing? Or, like, like it, I don't know. It just, no, man, it he's, just, he's just going to crack open a cold one with the boys. Is is guys, is Allen Iverson anywhere near to step on him? I don't. Guys, guys, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Oh, Terry Rozier's got another wide open three. <laughs> still, he's still there hitting threes. Still there. <laughs> no one's at the Garden. Just, just him. Well, certainly not the Cavs' defense. So, so as you can probably tell, the Cavs are down two games to none to the incredibly well coached Boston Celtics. Uh, we all picked the the Cavs to win this series. I partially just because I've learned you don't bet against LeBron, but I'm starting to learn maybe you don't bet against Brad Stevens. Sometimes, sometimes. What's that? He's the, he's the actual LeBron stopper. <laughs> he's the real one. Wait, there Not was really, there though. was reports that once they found out, like, oh hey, you guys are playing Cleveland, uh, or whatever. Like once it's like, all right, cool, let's move on to the next series. Like here we go. Uh, Brad Stevens like just hit like hung out with Kyrie like as long as he could and was just like tell me all the weaknesses how do we exploit them where what can we do to stop him what can we do to stop this team tell me everything you know and it seems like Tatum hit him in the jaw seems like it's working oh it totally is working yeah it's 
let's make sure look like it's it kind of goes back to this is me being serious this is me venting and just being angry sure this, this is it goes back to okay lebron's gonna do what lebron does fine we'll take care of everybody else and I mean, he had a he had a triple a forty point triple double yesterday. Albeit he had six turnovers, he has thirteen turnovers this series. Mm. Yeah, Damn. and like I mean, it's also like I think Brad Stevens knows every move Ty Lue's going to make because he's basically Marvin Lewis. Up, oh, <laughs> it's third and seven. Let's run a draw. Up, oh, yep, that didn't go anywhere. Okay, so like the unbelievableness is last night that Rodney Hood. And Jeff Green, who was a minus 15, mind you, and had six turnovers himself, got more minutes than Kyle Korver. I'm not going to sit here and try to talk to you guys like Kyle Korver's a world beater. But he's definitely their most consistent shooter. He's definitely probably one of their second smartest player on their team besides LeBron. Um, He's definitely not Rodney Hood. Oh, my God. And And I get... I don't really... I'm okay with, like I said, I'm completely fine with Tristan Thompson starting. I think it makes a ton of sense lineup-wise and matchup-wise. But I think I'd rather go with the guy I feel I think is going to have a better chance to not go cold. And Corver definitely has his cold games. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like JR is a coin flip at this point. Is he going to be on or not? Where Kyle Corver, you're like, oh, he just shot 7 of 15 from 3. He just shot 8 of, 8 of, 8 of 14 from 3. Oh, he just had a 3-for-20 game. That's like because he had these. Where JR is like 1-of-10, 2-of-25, 3-of-7, 4-of-16. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And Thompson's played well. I think Tristan Thompson played really well yesterday. Yeah. it's They're just very much getting, I think at this point, just outcoached. Very much. Very much. Yeah. I mean, the, the Celtics youth, like their, their younger players are progressing at a very fast rate. Their roster's really well-managed. They're well-coached. They're, it's just a very well-managed roster. And I dare I say one of the best in terms of just like handling what's available to you, having two all-stars on the bench, and then you know just kind of taking the, the lumps that you've been given and working with it and developing it and, and growing it and nurturing it the way Brad Stevens has. It's very reminiscent of... Like the early two thousand Spurs teams, very much. Um, how yeah. how that this will work once Hayward and Irving's in the mix? I don't know, but it's promising as is. Plus, you go into factor that next year they're going to have that Sacramento pick, mm-hmm. so that's another piece. Um, people buy in. You know what I mean? Like, they have the draft picks. The Celtics are basically set to be a dynasty again, which, God, um, I don't want that. Can, can we give Danny Ainge some fucking credit? He's amazing. Right? Amazing. God. What was it? Did He's you see that thing? Um, so awesome. There was an unnamed Cavs player that said Danny Ainge is a fucking thief. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. It's so true. 100%. Um, because, yeah. you know, like we said, from that Kyrie Irving trade, the only guys left are the eighth overall pick and Ante Zizic, who also DNPCD last night. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, it's just the Celtics just have something going. Where honestly, I think Terry Rozier will probably not be there. I think he's going to get a chance to be a starting point guard because he's earned it and he's a very good player. But mm-hmm. if he buys in and stays behind Kyrie Irving, I'm not shocked. 
Um, same with Gordon Hayward when he comes back next year. One of those two being Tatum or Brown's got to probably go to the bench. And again, I'm not shocked because right. those guys are going to believe and buy into that system. And it's kind of like this Warriors thing because everyone's like, well, Clay Thompson's going to leave. Well, Clay Thompson's talking. He's going to take less money so he can stay and they can continue winning championships. Right. Again, I don't want I, that to happen. I, I don't buy that. You don't yet. buy that? I don't buy that. I think the only way he would leave is if the Lakers really got Kawhi and he could go, or Paul George, and go be there with them. Because Kawhi, Paul George, Lonzo, and Kuzma could be super fun. Yeah, that's 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 good. I, I, I like that. Now I'm going to have some, some dreams <laughs> about that happening. Thanks, Tim. Budding Laker fan Sean Mackey. Yep. No, there's that's that is no, that is a tree that's just waiting to grow. <laughs> yeah. And then when nothing happens, the, the tree rescinds inward and it gets sad. And then once the tree's good again, that they, or once the Lakers are good again, Sean's Lakers tree grows. All of a sudden, you're like, good. We, we go to Sean's to meet up, and he's wearing like a Lakers shirt, and we're like, huh. you act like that's not happened. Oh yeah, I got like I got like three Lakers shirts in my closet, bro. <laughs> He's literally a closet Lakers fan. Literally, <laughs> he was wearing a Sixers shirt last time I saw him. Same. Yep. Get more yeah. shirts. <laughs> you clearly have four, <laughs> and three of them you can't wear because the team's only winning twenty-seven games. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't be a Pacers fan, guys. I can't no. be a Cavs fan. I can't be a Knicks fan. Anything else is is kind of open game. <laughs> True. So wasn't that our like whole theme of our show last summer? I've, I've got a fan a, of your team. Yeah. I got two heat shirts in my closet, guys. But you were a Mark Price guy. I I was a Mark Price guy, but that's that's long gone. That's been buried. That's over with. With Brevin Knight's career. So so be- before we wrap up. The last bit of news that kind of came out last week, or I guess before between between shows here, post garbage time, also available on the same feed. If you subscribe, you get two shows. Come on, why aren't you? It's because you didn't know you could get two shows for clicking that subscribe button. Click the subscribe button. Bye, Fuck bye. you, Stan Van Gundy. Bye, get bye. out, Stan Van Gundy. <laughs> Nobody wants you in the NBA, Stan Van Gundy. Anyways. Gambling, yeah, is is now federally sports gambling. Sports gambling is now federally legal. It is up to the states to decide uh, whether they will allow it, as is per the the foundation of America. How uh, does that do anything for you guys? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm man. indifferent. Uh, well, so, one. How, wait, so, how is so, t- Tim? You understand spreads and things like that better than I do. How mm-hmm. does this change? Because you see betting odds on sports. People bet on horses and and things like that. What what is different now? More or less, what it is, it's because um, the NBA, like Adam Silver was interviewed about, and he flat out said that they have a fifty state plan. So they're not just going for Nevada or New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking to make this a global thing for them. I mean, a nationwide thing for them. Um, you know, the NBA has kind of been one of the forefronts of it. So as far as the NBA goes, it'll be fun because of the case of, you know, you can play this like, what's an example I can use? So say you're watching the Warriors tonight, Alex. 
and you want to do a nickel bet every time Steph Curry shoots a three to see if it's going in, you might be rich by the end of the night. Mm. You know what I mean? So um, as far as the spread goes, I don't really think it's going to change whole much in the spread. It's still going to be, you know, Cavs, Cavs minus five and a half against the Magic or anything like that. But I think it's just going to open the world to it more where your payout might not be as much as you want it to be. But I, I like the idea of mini games. I'm sorry. <laughs> as far as like betting, like I the joke I made. Right. If I could get a nickel every time Steph Curry made a three by betting by clicking a button on my phone, um, that's going to be awesome. But right. I think now it's going to open up some things because the only time I ever threw money at sports was fantasy sports, and now it kind of gives you a little bit more of a leeway. Mm-hmm. The other thing is going to be too, and I think Mark Cuban made the best point. This is going outside the NBA. Is that it's probably going to make baseball fun again. Yeah, you know, in August when two teams are twenty games under five hundred and the game's seven to two, um, people are going to pay attention now to what the teams are doing. So, way to go, baseball! You're probably the real winners of all of this. That's true. I don't know. See, with like sports game, a I never know where to go to bet on things. Well, yeah, because you know bookies are kind of frightening people. Well, not not so much that. I mean, with like I, I talk to people who are like, yeah, I put. F- 10 bucks on this NHL playoff game. And I'm like, where did you do that? And they're like, oh, this app on my phone. I'm like, what's the name of the app? And they're like, and they walk away. (laughs) And that doesn't do me any good. Because there's been scary. What's that? Gambling's scary. It, It totally is. But like, there have been times where like you, you, you guys know, I, I like the MMA, you know, I like the UFC. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where a matchup will open and like when the match is made and the Vegas odds come out where it's so like favorable towards the the favorite where like the odds are so skewed against the underdog where I'm like, oh, I could make a lot of money putting a very little amount on this one person because there was a time way back when where in the back of my head I went. I bet Holly Holm could beat Ronda Rousey. And I thought, I should put money on that. And I'm like, I don't know where to do that. You're me. And it's frustrating, because I wanted to really like, go full Back to the Future 2, and in 2015, put money on the Cubbies. Oh, it wouldn't yeah. have got me anything, but I wanted to do that. To say that <laughs> I did. Because I think they were a 50, 50 to 1? Yeah. Or something like that that year? You yeah. know? And... So like if, if if you guys if you guys know where and how to do things like that, please let me know. Contact us at forty eight minutes podcast at gmail dot com because I I know it's a it's a weird deep dark web that I don't really want to fall down, but uh, I'm interested because mm-hmm. you always hear about people making a lot of monies in parlays and that just sounds fun. It's very fun during the NCAA tournament. I'm sure. Oh my god, it's super fun. But yeah, dude, like I don't know if you remember, there used to be this old mixed martial arts podcast called Pure Adrenaline Radio. Oh, I think I knew the guy that hosted that. Yeah, so like that guy used to have some picks. Like I will tell you guys, I'll bet everything that when they go to India, Frankie Edgar's going to be BJ Penn, and people thought I was crazy. Oh, did I mention my name there? My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm with you. Um, yeah. I think I think it's going to be good as far as like I think the revenue boost that the NBA has estimated could be like another twenty, I think twenty billion. I thought I read that's somewhere. That's insane. 
Yeah, so of course, you know, they're going to be all in. That's going to be more payouts for the teams. It's going to be more payouts for the definitely the NBA cares. That's more payouts for the NBA 2K League. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a huge thing for them. G League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as they're trying to grow that. WNBA. That'd I'm, be nice. I'm, I'm actually... <laughs> I'm contemplating investing in WNBA League Pass because it's $14. For the whole season and playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's wild. And it's every game, isn't it? Yeah, I love me some Sue Bird, so I'm all uh, for watching that. It's, yeah, it's a, that's kind of a steal. <laughs> yeah. Comparatively. Right, especially when I pay $100 for League Pass every year. That's absurd. Well, people chip in, like Sean. Sure. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up... Anything else you guys want to talk about? You have anything you want to say? Any closing comments? I think Jalen Brown just got another wide open three. They're not even playing right now, Tim. I know. He he's just sinking him in the garden alone with Terry Rozier. That's They're just hitting that's shots called and practice. dunking. And... No. Yep. That's that's called... he goes, he, he's like, no, it counts. No. They're just running up they're just running up the score. <laughs> they, they walk out like, all right, the game three is getting ready to tip off. The Celtics are starting with a thirty five to nothing lead as they hit seven thirty five divided thirty six. They'd be yeah. thirteen three. Fuck it. This is forty eight minutes and does come to you each and every week on podcast services around the globe. And if you like what you hear, you can go to 48minutesnetwork.com and see all the articles we've done throughout the season. But if you want to separate your earballs from your eyeballs, you can just subscribe to us and support the show that way on your podcast service of choice by giving us a fine review, clicking the subscribe button, sharing us with your friends, putting us in a desk, pushing the desk off a pier, letting the desk sink to the bottom of the ocean, and for someone like James Cameron to find later. And then when he digs it up, He's like, what is this? And he nicknames 48 Minutes the Heart of the Ocean. But for all of us here, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Sean. Heel Hayward. Fire Tyrone Lou. Marcus Morris for three!